The following is a hoop ball presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. Today is Friday, February 7th, and uh, I am Mike Potter, your host, but it's a special day. We only get one special day this week because, uh, Andrew, I had some other obligations last night, but I appreciate everything you're doing, but I'm happy to be here with you, my good friend. How's your night going? How have you been all week? Feels like forever, man. I know. Thanks. Yeah, I was lonely like, last night doing the pod without you, but glad we're, we're reunited here. Double the force to get after this Friday slate, and... On the Thursday slate, I got a bunch of lineups in. I got a few that are going pretty well. Uh, one of the highlights for me is this: one of the value plays I really liked. Kobe White has had an excellent night, 35 fantasy points, under 4K. So loving that. Um, not loving the fact that Brandon Ingram left the game early with an injury and didn't return because he was really hot in the first half. So that's going to be a problem here. And the other thing is, you know that lesson. You just you learn these lessons, and then you 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 run back into them occasionally. At the last few minutes, I was rushing for my last couple of lineups, and then right as the lineups locked at seven thirty, I realized I hadn't gotten any Alfred Payton shares, and he was pretty much the, my favorite player in that first game. Um, so just one of those things where you know, even though I sat down with plenty of time before the lock. Um, you just, you de- when in doubt, add an extra 10 minutes so you can make sure you make all your adjustments, go over your notes one more time and make sure you've got shares of all the guys that you want to get in there. I couldn't, uh, speak a, a louder truth than that. You always feel like you have enough time, but you always need 10 more minutes. It's, uh, yep. that's, it's the curse of DFS. Never enough time. Just a little bit. That's right. if, if we all just had that extra five minutes, that's how I feel every single night. When you're that one guy off, you just had five more minutes to tinker, you would have been on that lineup. That's right. Uh, we've been there, man. I, I, I hear you. Uh, I'm not, I mean, I, I didn't get too many shares, too many lineups. Like I said, I've been pretty busy over the past few days. So I try to scale back my shares when I know I'm not going to have enough time. And I've just been strapped for it. So uh, very minimal exposure. I did have some Ingram myself, though. So uh, I'm feeling that pain. I'm feeling it. But. We have a nice little a nice little Friday card that we're going to be breaking down. Eight games total. Uh, you know, standard start time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But tons of injuries, tons of guys being traded, for, being new towns, new homes, donning new threads. So uh, we're going to see a couple guys, you know, with uh, in New Jersey's. But more or less, we're going to have a lot of guys that aren't going to be playing yet because they're whether it's you know pending physical, arriving with the team, not quite there, didn't practice yet, whatever it may be. So I'm anticipating a fair amount of value. Um, you know, Andrew, we're going to probably get through it a little bit more. Usually we, we take a nice little dive in, you know, about an hour before we could jump on the air. But as we go through it, we usually uncover some more stuff. So I'm sure you have a lot to get to. But before we jump into anything, just a quick shout out to our sponsors at mybookie.ag. Uh, these guys, we speak very highly of them every single show. And it's because of how fantastic they are over there. So head over there. Use promo code today. That's T-O-D-A-Y. You'll receive a 50% match on your deposit of up to $2,000. So if you deposit $2,000, you'll get a free grand to play with. And yes, football season is over, but we're now hitting the stride in basketball season. We have the all-star break coming up. There's prop bets all over the place. You can do parlays. Uh, they have a little bit of everything, Andrew. I know I've been dabbling here and there. So 
we encourage you guys to check them out. Give it a try. Uh, fast payouts and a 24-hour, 24-7 customer service helpline for any of your questions. And then you know the one near and dear to our hearts. It's Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee, guys. If, if you haven't already put this in your cup, I don't know what you're doing. I think it's basically the recipe to success. Uh, I see a direct correlation for the more Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee I drink and the bigger payouts I see in DFS. I don't know about you, Andrew. Have you seen that correlation yet? Oh, absolutely. It's, there. It's, it's rock solid. <laughs> it's rock solid. It's right there. Uh, it's it's definitely locked in. So please check them out at HawaiianIsles.com, or you can either uh, just go on Amazon, search Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. It's quick, simple, quick delivery right to your door, and then it's in your, whether it's your Keurig or your, just your regular old-fashioned drip pour. Um, it's there for you, so... We will jump into this first game. We have Dallas Mavericks traveling to Washington to take on the Wizards. One of those teams that we talked about missing some bodies. Both of these, actually. So we'll start with Dallas as far as injury-wise. Doncic's still going to be out. Uh, Bray has missed the past couple games. He's questionable coming into this one with an ankle sprain. And I think it's worth noting, Andrew, we might as well just get this off the bat. Anytime you see any of these veteran players or you know almost anybody dealing with any sort of nagging or little minor injury, we're right around the corner from the All-Star break. Don't be shocked to see more guys sit due to just little you know, nagging ailments just to get a couple more days rest, uh, knowing that they're going to get that whole week off. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then we also have Kristaps Porzingis himself uh, questionable, dealing with a broken nose. So he got popped. Uh, still finished with quite a good game. I think he had about 60 DK points, 50% owned in some of the major GPPs. Uh, and then Seth Curry himself is questionable. He sat out that last game with knee soreness. So those are the four injuries that we have to keep an eye on for the Mavericks. And then with the Washington Wizards, Thomas Bryant is kind of re-aggravating that foot injury. So we're gonna he's going to be missing at least the next two games. He's going to sit out for the All-Star break. Wouldn't be shocked to see him sit out even a little bit longer. These stress reactions, they're no joke. You basically just got to give them plenty and plenty of time. And uh, this is what happens when you... You know, come back too early. You get a little setback. So he's going to be shelved. They're going to have Napier. He's probably not going to be in uniform quite yet. I would be surprised if he was. Generally, you know, it's at least a day or two before we see these guys suit up for their new teams. Uh, so other than that, no real injuries for them, but just a few bodies. Obviously, they're not going to have Jordan McRae anymore. No more Isaiah Thomas. So with all that being said, Andrew, I'm going to let you start this one off, kick us off. I've been talking way too long. So take over. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's a nice setup. Thank you, I'll <laughs> I'll start in with the Mavs since you broke down those injuries first. And, you know, the, this team and this game is going to be more interesting to me, actually, if Porzingis is out. Because then I think all those shots have to funnel towards Hardaway Jr. He's only 5.2. So he'd probably be my favorite Maverick to look at. I'm interested in Brunson as well at 5.6 uh, against what could be a shorthanded Wizards backcourt due to all these trades. And if Porzingis is out, I'm curious if they're finally going to give Willie Cauley-Stein some more minutes. He's only 3.3. So I'm going to wait and check the starting lineup and see if I can hear any any predictions on uh, Willie Cauley-Stein's minutes because I may have a share or two of him. Yeah, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. Porzingis is out. There's tons of usage. I mean, there's a reason why uh, we've been targeting Porzingis with Doncic out, and it's because he's getting all that usage. So with both those guys out, I would expect Hardaway shot attempts to you know, drastically increase. I would expect Brunson to see a few extra shot attempts. Both those guys would be in play. Um, I think you'd even see extra shot attempts for DeLon Wright, especially if we see Bur- uh, Bray and Seth Curry out. So 
I think all those guards are firmly in play. If I had to list them in order, the guys like you know I prefer, I would probably say it's Hardaway and Brunson, obviously at top. We're paying a little bit more for those guys. DeLon Wright would be more of the tournament guy at a lower ownership. Uh, and if we do see Porzingis out as well, I, I would probably lean more towards Kleber. Uh, 4,400, he's a little bit more than Cauley Stein, 1,100 more. I just feel a little bit more of a, a sense of security with him, knowing that he's still got that sizable role, probably looking at just that bigger uptick. Uh, you know, Willie Cauley Stein, he's probably the tournament guy, I think, Andrew. You know, just we're probably not going to have that news on what kind of minutes and workload he's going to be looking at. But if he does get anything more than 22 at 3,300, I'd be all over that. Even 20 in this Washington matchup uh, looks pretty appealing. Yeah, those those two other guys you mentioned are certainly worth considering. Um, over over on the Wizards side, um, you got to you got to look at Ish Smith at four point seven, especially if Napier's not suiting up. If Napier's suiting up, uh, he's in play at five point two. Um, Beal at ten point one is a little bit more than I'd like to spend. Um, I'll take a look at Bertans at five point four, but. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see you know the new rotations they come up with. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I think Ish Smith probably be my favorite player in Washington. He's going to have to play 30, 30 minutes. Uh, you know they'll do a little bit of Beal at point and get Troy Brown Jr. his minutes as well. So I wouldn't mind if you want to take a shot on Troy Brown Jr. as well. But Ish Smith would be my first play. I don't mind spending the ten one on Beal, and it's mostly just because you know he's going to probably have a little bit of that more ball handling responsibility. Do I want to do it? I think I don't think so. I think there's other spots I would I would rather go to, but I'm I'm here we go. Get it out of the way nice and early. I won't knock you if you want to spend the <laughs> I could see him five exit in this spot. I just don't see this as like, you know, like a sixty plus spot and when you pay ten K for a guy, you really want to look for those sixty plus spots. Yeah, it's so tough when you look across the the rosters here and, and the price tags. Trey Young ten point two, Lillard nine point nine. So it's hard to pick just one of those. Um, so this is this is one of those slates that re- that's really more conducive to a tournament player and mixing it up and, and making a few different lineups. Ooh, you're speaking my language. You're speaking my <laughs> language. Right, we'll I thought on. I might be. We'll move on <laughs> to this next one. <laughs> Absolutely. We have the Memphis Grizzlies traveling to Philly, taking on the Sixers. Grizzlies have some moving parts of their own. Another team with some bodies coming in, bodies going out. Uh, they're going to have more less bodies than normal, though. Uh, Winslow, one of the guys that they got back in that trade, he's still not ready to play, mostly due to, you know, not only because he's just being acquired, but he's dealing with that back injury, so he's going to be out for quite some time. But they also shipped off Jay Crowder, uh, Solomon Hill. So there's going to be some wing minutes that are going to be opening up during this game, uh, at, at least until they get some bodies back. They're going to also, uh, they've already announced that they're going to either sign or release or buy out uh, Dion Waiters. So, you know, even when he does come back we don't have to worry about him uh ever I don't, i'm not a Deion waiters fan i don't know about you buddy no he's no. kind of anybody that overdoses on pot gummy bears um what did he, what did he just fall asleep like yeah travel traveling with the team right he was on a flight yeah what does overdosing on pot gummy bears look like you just do like you just take a long like they couldn't wake him up when the plane got there he's sleeping i don't know thankfully i haven't seen it so yeah, <laughs> snacks scattered all around uh, but <laughs> I could have, that's what I'm uh, picturing. Uh, and then on the Philly side, they also have uh, some newly acquired pieces. Glenn Robinson the third, Alec Burks, neither one of those guys will be available to play. Uh, other than that, no real injuries outside of Kylo Quinn and Jonah Bolden. Kylo Quinn ruled out. Uh, Jonah Bolden will not be with the team. So 
Start us off, Andrew. Which team? I, I, I think I know where you're going to go with this, but uh, I'll let you select. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with the Grizzlies. Yeah. And I, the reason I'm going there is because I'm, I'm going to zero right in on some value plays here. I don't, I don't plan to touch the starters against that top five 76ers defense. I'm looking at the value plays. DeAnthony Melton at 3.7. Um, you know, with guys in and out of the lineup, he just played 28 minutes. Uh, went for 10, 9, and 5. I mean, we've seen it repeatedly with him. You give him over 24 minutes, and he can really fill up the stat sheet. Kyle Anderson, if he starts at 3.8. So, again, let's see with the, the moving parts if anybody's going to be into the lineup or if he's going to get another start. I would consider him, but I, I do prefer Melton. And then Josh Jackson, again, we talked about him a couple shows. And then he's had some some nice run, 20 minutes in the last game. And he's bare minimum, 3.0. So multiple lineups, I'd get him in a lineup or two. Yep, you're, uh, you kind of read that game script exactly how I'm looking at it. I'm a little nervous when it comes to any of the starters over here from Memphis. It's just a tough matchup defensively. It's one that, you know, I'm not necessarily scripting to be a blowout, but I just don't anticipate the starters getting a big bump as it is. So, uh, you know, gauging it more towards that blowout angle and still taking that the value that we can see available. Because these guys are going to have to play minutes regardless, let alone if the game gets out of hand. Then you could just pretty much pile them up for high 20s. Um, <clears throat> I, I like Melton. I think Melton's going to get... A fair amount of time. We'll see him. Could even draw the start if they want to just slide Brooks over to the three. Um, you know, they can just start Melton if they don't want to go with Kyle Anderson. It, it, they can go either way. And then jo- uh, Josh Jackson, you hit the nail on the head. I think, you know, with uh, Jay Crowder gone, with Solomon Hill gone, that he's going to have to play, uh, especially if this game decides that they uh, they can't hang in. Might as well see what they got from him. He's kind of like their flyer-type player. And I was just talking to my buddy about this uh, earlier during the trade deadline. I think that's the way that you know some of these teams rebuilding need to take the approach. Like, you know, I don't get what the, what the Cole Cavs and Andre Drummond trade was and what the Pistons were thinking. Like, taking you know, let's get John Henson and Brandon Knight and only a second-round pick. That that was just what really a, what a disaster. D- absolute disaster. That – <clears throat> they should have traded two weeks ago. They they held their cards too long, uh, and it almost seems like they just wanted to punish the guy at this point. Like who would you know? They, they can, you're telling me there wasn't one contending team willing to offer a first round pick? Uh, that was just. I mean, the Detroit is such a mess. I can't. I I can't think of a team in the NBA that's more of a mess right now. I think it was a few weeks ago that the Hawks basically came out and said that they would give up Damian Lee, something else, and like you know a late first or a second. Yeah. To not get at least a first rounder for that guy, he's dropping twenties and twenties, you know, twenty twenty games within the last couple of weeks. It's uh, it's something we don't know, man. We'll figure. It's absurd. That's the Pistons. They're the same team that gave up on Chris Middleton too early, gave up on Spencer Dinwiddie too early, and now they rely on Reggie Jackson. So we shall see, but we'll get to them. Uh, anybody on Philly you're looking at? So on Philly. Um, in terms of the news, the the Sixers played tonight. We're recording this on Thursday night. They played the Bucks, and those new guys you mentioned were out for this one, Burks and Robinson. They are – see, I thought I saw that they are possibly going to be joining the team on Friday. Have you seen something else about Friday? I have not. So, okay. actually, I didn't even see that. So, um, that's something I'm going to keep an eye on. I almost just assume that they – you know, they probably wouldn't play until the weekend, uh, if anything. But yeah, that's something to keep an eye on. That's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that because I'm going to 
if Burks plays, he's 4.9. He's, he's, his price is listed on the slate. So um, if he plays, I think that's the first guy they're going to give a shot to off the bench. And because what they need is scoring off the bench, you know, the, the, I mean, the Sixers, that was a good trade for them because they needed guys to come in and score, um, just really unbalanced team here. Um, and, and they need help. And so I think they'll give him a chance. I personally like him better than Robinson as a, as a scorer off the bench. So if they're in the lineup, that's the guy I would, I would try to trot out there in a tournament lineup. And then in terms of the starters for the Sixers, Simmons is a is a good price at 8.0, and Horford at 5.5. I may I may take a look at him. I think he'll need to be out there with Triple J and and Valanciunas. So that's my interest in the Sixers. What's popping off for me is actually Embiid's price. How is he? He's only 8,500, man. Yeah, I, I know. I, I can't remember the last time I've seen Embiid this cheap. Um, I have to have shares of Embiid at that price tag. How many? I don't know quite yet. We'll find out, you know, as I'm constructing it and I'm seeing how everything pans out. Maybe as we go through the slate later, it'll probably help me make my decision. But to that price tag, I have to have some interest. You know, obviously, I'm going to want to game script this one. I'm not going to want to run out a ton of Joel Embiid with guys like Josh Jackson in the lineup, hoping that it becomes a blowout. That's not the way you want to build your lineups. Uh, but, you know, in the scenario, I, I, I got to take a couple shots out. I can't. He'd be my top option. He'd be the main guy I'm looking at. I'm not going to want to overload on this game. On the Sixers, they spread the ball out pretty evenly. You're really just hoping to capture one of these guys that's having a really good shooting night. Yeah, Embiid played 33 minutes tonight, so it'll be a back-to-back. I mean, that would be my point of caution on him, but you're right. 8500 is is a beautiful price tag for him. It's a good point. You know, uh, I'm, I'm checking right now, trying to see the last time he played on a back-to-back. It was uh, late December, it looks like. So, um, you know, different health back then. I think he played 32 on the front half, uh, 36 on the back half. Would you say he played tonight? I'm sorry. He played 33 minutes tonight. Okay. All right, well, that's something that we can monitor. Uh, we should have the news. I feel like he's one of those guys where, you know, they, if, if they do get out of hand, he'll be the first one that they limit, especially with it being a back-to-back. Um, so keep your eye on it. But even at 8,500, even if you get 28 minute and beat, he can still easily crush that. Um, I don't, I, I think he'll probably be maybe even a little lower. I don't know. What do you expect his ownership to be like? That price tag will draw people in first thing that popped off the page. And then some people, you know, are going to think of that back to back and they might be a little scared off. Uh, we have both, we have both feelings going on right now. Mixed emotions. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm trying to pull up, um, I've got him in a lineup tonight. He's at 11.6%. Um, yeah, tough call. I, I would I would guess somewhere around there. Maybe maybe a little bit. A, well, I mean maybe maybe right in that same range. Mm-hmm. I mean because the other the other two major centers that a lot of people if they're going to spend up on are in that last game and uh, both both have some pretty tough matchups going against each other. Uh, we'll see. That's something there's something to keep an eye on. All right, we'll just keep moving on though. Uh, next game, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Atlanta Hawks traveling to Boston to take on the Celtics. Uh, Hawks made a few moves himself. <coughs> Excuse me, coughing. I got a sore throat over here. Trey Young, uh, he's currently probable to still deal with a little bit of a naggy ankle injury. That's why he's on the injury report. But you should probably see him pop off of it uh, You know, as that 131 comes out tomorrow. Clint Capella is going to be with the Hawks now. Came over from Houston uh, he is not expected to be ready for that game, though. Kevin Huerter, 
Uh, should be ready to go. He's probable, still dealing with a little bit of a, just a lingering hip issue. Jeff Teague, also probable, and it's just constant knee pain. He's pretty old. I know what that feels like when you get around that 30 range. Uh, Dwayne Dedman back in the Atlanta threads. Do not expect him to be ready. Uh, just not ready with the team yet. Uh, DeAndre Hunter dealing with an ankle injury. He himself is questionable. Cam Reddish is also, uh, no, I'm sorry, doubtful, still dealing with concussion-like symptoms. And then we have Bruno Fernando, doubtful with his calf injury. So plenty of plenty of news going on for Atlanta. As far as the Celtics, uh, they're not much different. Kemba Walker's still questionable, dealing with you know, knee soreness. Wouldn't be shocked to see him sit, just getting close to the All-Star break. Uh, we have Gordon Hayward questionable, dealing with a sore left foot. That's not good. Uh, Jalen Brown himself is also questionable. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Marcus Smart is questionable. <clears throat> you see, do you see a theme here? Are we there yet? Uh, I do. <laughs> Actually, Marcus Smart has been upgraded. He's not probable. <laughs> so we, that's the good news. We got some good news coming in. Brad Wanamaker is probable, and then we have Daniel Tice. He's already been ruled out. So, poof, we got it out. We just saw these two teams play not too long ago. Andrew, kick us off, buddy. Oh my goodness, what a what a mess. Uh, so many moving parts in this game. I'll start with the Celtics. And for me, it's it's going to be Tatum. I finally see a little bit of clarity on this side with all the guys you mentioned nicked up. He's the only one coming in with a clean bill of health. He is priced a little bit high. I'd rather see him in that 7K range. But, you know, if a couple of those guys are out, Let's say let's say Kemba and Hayward are out. Smart's you know he's coming back in. He's not a hundred percent. I think Tatum's going to be the first option. So I like him. And then I'm going to the bigs. Cantor at four point four, and Grant Williams three point eight. Williams coming off twenty two minutes, and he actually the last time they played Atlanta. Tice played that game, Cantor played that game, and Grant even got 25 minutes with Tice in the lineup. So I think he's uh, a surefire bet to get about 24 minutes here and split the center position minutes with Cantor. So uh, that's where I'm looking over on the Celtics side. Yeah, I mean, we're going to want a ton of Celtics, depending on how this news shakes out as far as injuries. We know Atlanta's just a prime matchup that we love to target going in. Uh, and when any of these moving parts and these big guy, big bodies, big shot uh, usage guys, I'm sorry, you know your Walkers, your Haywards, your Browns are, are potentially sitting. We we know where the usage is going. So I'll be all over Tatum 81. I think Smart at 58. If we see that Brown, Hayward, Kemba, any two of the three are out, you could be all over those guys and feel comfortable. Uh, and I'll I'll probably lean more Canner than I will Williams. Both are very much in play. <clears throat> Excuse me. My one um, my the one thing I have about Williams playing extra minutes. Uh, in that game, as that game also got out of hand, uh, I, I might have to go back and just kind of keep an eye on the game script and see, you know, what point in time the game got out of hand. It wasn't, you know, a complete blowout. Uh, Hawks looks like one by eight. Or, I mean, the Celtics won by eight. My fault. Um, thinking here, I am thinking the Hawks are going to beat the Celtics. Uh, Celtics won by eight, but you know, was that up by fifteen until the last four minutes of the fourth quarter? Or was that, you know, an actual close game? So I'll, I'll, I'm going to go back. Maybe I'll be able to tweet that out tomorrow sometime once I figure that out. But um, I'd probably lean more towards Canner. I think he's just a, be- a little bit better of a point-per-minute type of guy. Just, you know, he's going to just sit there and push his own guys out of the way. Yeah, definitely. 
What about the Atlanta side? Who are you looking at? You know, right I'm not I'm not too excited about any of those guys. Even though I think this could be a high scoring game. Um, you know, as as I mentioned, Trey Young's over 10K. If if Marcus Smart's back in the lineup, he should. You'd think he'd slow Trey Young down a little bit. Um, so you know, so many moving parts with those bigs. I mean, there's no way to predict it right now on Thursday night without knowing who's actually going to be in the lineup, who's starting. Um, because, you know, all those guys have reasonable price tags. Um, but Teague at 4.7, I think you could you could take a flyer on him to get a piece of the action here in this game. But I, I don't plan to play many Hawks. I think uh, Collins is probably going to be my primary target. I just love targeting bigs. Center's going against the Celtics. I, I assume he'll start center just because the Celtics try to play small as well. Uh, so I can see him starting. He's played well against them. He's, you know, if you look at what he's averaging, he's averaging 38 DK points. Uh, but that's not the true number. I mean, he got 47, <clears throat> excuse me, in the one a few days ago. And then earlier in the year, he was absolutely destroying him and then got hurt right before the, you know, the end of the second quarter. So. Uh, he was on. He's well on his way to probably 50 DK points that night as well. So he's he's basically crushed the Celtics in two matchups this season. So I don't mind paying the 8400, uh, and that's that's probably it for me. Uh, you know, if you want to take a shot on T, you get 47. I don't I don't mind it, but I think with all these moving parts and a couple of guys over there in Memphis, we'll have some other value that we can look at too. I agree. All right, we'll keep it moving. Next game, eight o'clock game, Toronto Raptors traveling to Indiana to take on the Pacers. Uh, Raptors, just the same two injuries. We got a nice little calm one right now. Norman Powell and Gasol will remain out uh, without any sort of uh, firm timetable. And then on Indiana, uh, TJ Warren still dealing with his uh, concussion. He's questionable for Friday, so wouldn't be shocked to see him sit. Warren's a guy that's dealt with several concussions throughout his career and it's kind of haunted him a little bit. And then Oladipo is uh, questionable. It could just be a targeted uh, potential rest day for him. So uh, kick us off, Andrew. I'm oh, I sure do. That, buddy. You prove it every show. Um, for me, over on the Raptors side, you mentioned Gasol being out. I'm going to go to Ibaka. He's only 6.3, and these guys just played, and he was excellent, 37-3, and three, 34 minutes. So he's my primary target over on the Raptors side. I think Siakam is a good price, 7.5. Lowry's a good price, good price at 7.3. He just played very well. Against the Pacers, Terrence Davis is, is a value option at 3.7. Um, I mean, I don't plan to get a ton of shares in this game, so that's probably the order in which I'd have a, a preference. So Ibaka certainly number one for me. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good price tag. Uh, it's another guy that we just kind of see drop for no reason. There's, you know, he's he's been performing well i mean he should be priced i would say closer to like that six five six six range so i don't mind looking at abaca um <clears throat> van vliet lowry both very very fair price tags if you have to toss them up i i just you know van vliet's shot attempts have been down over the past few games uh if that's for any particular reason i don't really know i mean the, you know you're looking at 10 11 11 13 this is a guy at some point was taking you know 16 17 18 shots uh so it's something to monitor but 6500 i think is a fair price tag so those would probably be my two primary options I'd look at, try to get the mid-six range in there. And if you want to take a stab at uh, Terrence Davis, I mean, he just continues to play solid minutes off the bench. Um, you know, he's not going to – I don't ever expect him to shoot 12 or 15 like he did against Chicago every night, but the value is there if you need that 3,700. If you land on it and it rounds out your lineup, I don't mind it. Absolutely. 
and then what about Indiana? Anybody popping out to you? Brogdon pops out to me at six point four. He'd be my the first guy I'd want to get in my lineup. Played really well against the Raptors. Too cheap for him. Uh, and then the other guys on the wing. It just depends on who's playing. If if Warren is out, then I'll look at Holiday again. Four point four. He just played thirty one minutes. Again, guys played really well. And if Oladipo's out, the third guy you could look at would be Lamb at four point seven. He's not getting as many shots and usage, but if you want to take a take a shot on him in a tournament and get a get a low ownership guy, then he he'd be a guy you could look at. We lost you there for about fifteen seconds. Uh, not a ton of real interest. Uh, Sabonis is still pretty priced up. You could easily pay that price tag off. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? I, I think I, I think I lost you for a minute. Can you hear me? But that's right. We oh, are okay. Perfect. So I, I pretty much Sabonis priced up. At Sabonis 9K. being out of the AK really range, not not going to nine. Go elsewhere. I don't really think I need to go there. Yes, exactly. It's, oh, uh, yeah, it's, of you're, it's pretty much with your Levine yep. rule, and you know, and he's he can pay that off. If he was in a better matchup, I would look at it. All right, man, we'll keep going. Next eight o'clock game: Detroit Pistons traveling to OKC, take on the Thunder. This is going to be the Andre Drummondless Pistons now. So, uh, like we said, Drummond going to Cleveland. That is just shameful. Shame, shame. Uh, Derek Rose has been ruled out. Luke's still out. Marquise Morris has been ruled out. John Henson most likely won't be ready. Savi has been ruled out. I have some bodies. A uh, lot of lot of lot of value. Uh, plain and simple. Whether it's good value, we'll find out. It's OKC is not the easiest matchup, and then OKC not dealing with any real injuries themselves. They're pretty much good to go. Uh, so Andrew, I feel like I know where you're going to go with this one, and I'm more than obliged because I kind of want to hear your. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to so, look at Detroit, even though they're a mess. This is an opportunity. You know, we talked off air about. What happened? They only had seven guys, and when you're short on bodies, you get guys who are at a lower price tag who have to play extra minutes. And if you're looking at Detroit here, Jackson six point one, so he's a little bit different than that category because um, you know he's been getting solid minutes. But with all those guards out that you mentioned, I'm anticipating that he's going to start. And he is priced up, but he's got the narrative, too. He's going back to OKC. So I'm going to play a bunch of Reggie Jackson. I'm going to pair him up with Christian Wood. He's also been priced up, but it's 6K with Markeith out of the lineup, Drummond off the team. I think it's going to be a big night for him. So I like both of those guys. And then, you know, if you want to go somewhere else, if, if Henson plays – and you want to, you know, punt on center, okay, you can pay 3.5 for him. Or Brown at 4.9, I think you could look at. Um, that's probably about it for me, but uh, I'll have a lot of shares of Jackson and Wood, believe it or not. I think a lot of people will be with you. Wood's going to be the chalk of the night. <clears throat> yes, he's priced up, but everybody knows he's got he's a point-per-minute guy. Is this the best matchup going against Steven Adams? Absolutely not. I would pretty much prefer it against, you know, 26 other centers, probably a little bit better. Uh, but I'm going to have shares of Christian Wood. 
Uh, Reggie Jackson, 61, fair. He should just continue to chuck all day long, high-usage guy. So those would be my two options as well. If you want to take a shot on a guy like Langston Galloway and Thon Maker for some value, that's probably the other two spots I would really look to. Uh, you know the Pistons just like to play Thon Maker. He's not a great point per minute guy, but he's minimum salary. So if he's yeah, be playing, I want to hear your take on the OKC side. We got all these guards uh, within $400 of each other. Any of them stand out to you? Well, Chris Paul stands out as a guy I don't want to play because I just don't expect the Pistons to really have any chance against OKC tonight. And just seems like any time that the game could get out of hand, he's going to be the first one to get off the court. So, you know, the guys I'll probably be looking at would be more or less like Schroeder. Schroeder would be my top option at 6,800. I wouldn't mind Shea at 72. Um, but, you know, I think at the end of the day, I'm not going to get there too much. Uh, I, I don't even think I'll get to too much Schroeder. Uh, but if I had to, you know, push comes to shove, he's yeah, know, I'm with you. The He'd be so, my top target uh, for the reasons you mentioned. And yeah, if you're playing a smaller slate, I might even pair him with Nerlens Noel at 4.3 and hope that they can connect on some buckets off the bench. Mm-hmm. And I noticed Adams at 5.1, and he just hasn't been. You know, again, you talk about price tags that are too low. I, I haven't had a chance to watch them much recently, so I don't know what is holding him back. But I think it's injury. He looks he I don't he hasn't been right really all season. He's been dealing with nagging injuries. He's known to be that tough player that can play through stuff. Uh but you could just tell and I, I think I touched on it I think with Coach earlier in the year. There's a reason why Nolan's the well signed there. He was promised some sort of role, uh in a whether it's going forward. I thought yeah, I mean the throughout the season I think that would have been, uh, you know, a reasonable prediction that a lot of people would have looked at. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't plan to play him here tonight. Just, just something to keep in mind. At some point, he's, you know, you, you figure he'll, if he gets healthy, he, he'll break out of it eventually and have a big game. Yep. Right, I'm ready the, to move uh, on. Anybody else from this game? Are you ready to keep it moving? All right, 9 o'clock, <clears throat> we got the Houston Rockets traveling to Phoenix, taking on the Suns. This is going to be a back-to-back for Houston. Their game's just kicking off, just started about 15 minutes ago. Uh, Houston's taking on the Lakers tonight. So uh, for Houston, again, moving parts. Uh, Covington coming off the bench, I believe. So that was the that was the plan for tonight. Whether it happens two nights in a row, we will see. I uh, doubt they have Bruno Caboclo ready. Other than that, they're pretty much healthy. Obviously, no Capella anymore and then sliding over to the phoenix side of the ball uh aaron baines and dario Saric continue to be out looks like tyler johnson and cam johnson will both be joining them and then ty jerome himself is doubtful dealing with some calf soreness so that's the news that we have well this finally is something that i can get game? a little bit more excited about um the game to to stack for sure these guys when they played most recently houston won at 139 to 125 Harden went for 47, 6, and 7, and Westbrook was playing in that game. So Westbrook, yeah, Westbrook is, mm-hmm. yeah, well, he's to projected to be yep. out. Sorry, leave it to major um, news. <laughs> he's playing tonight, front end of the back-to-back, is going to sit in this game against this. Yeah, I'll take some Harden, 12.1. Uh, it is expensive, but wouldn't surprise me if, at all if he goes for 75 fantasy points or more. And then I like the fact that these other guys are are under 6K. Unlike the Thursday slate, uh, Tucker, House, Covington were all over 6K. Now they're all under 6K. 
And since this is a game we want to stack, um, you know, I think you could get Harden and a couple of those guys in the 5K range. In addition to the ones I mentioned, also Gordon at 5.2 with Westbrook out is a little bit more attractive. So all five of those guys will be in play for me. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Tons of usage to go around. Wouldn't be shocked to even see Covington take a few more shots if he's starting to get comfortable. <clears throat> so I will be looking at James Harden. I will have a ton of shares of James Harden. I will have uh, a couple shares of Covington in tournaments. Not going to go overboard. And then I'm going to be looking at those guards, your Eric Gordons and your Ben McLemore's. I think that's uh, that's probably going to be my primary approach. Wouldn't even mind taking a couple stabs at Austin Rivers. He should see a fair amount of time at point. Only 4K. Solid matchup. So, yep, a lot of, lot of Houston love to have. Uh, what about over there on Phoenix? So, you know, DeAndre Ayton priced up 8600 but going against uh, a short lineup in P.J. Tucker, how do, you That's a he, good uh, question. how do you think he does over there? Uh, I will pay close attention to the box score tonight. It will end the end of the game. I'll watch the end of it. See how Tucker does against the Lakers. You know, and how many minutes does he play? Do they run him out there for 36 to 40 minutes again? You know, he figured he's got to be a little bit tired. So Aiden will have a chance to do some damage. But 8.6, that one, that's a price that jumped out at me as is too high. I, I wasn't expecting that. I know he played really well against Detroit. But um, I'm not going to have a ton of Aiden. Um The other interesting thing with pricing is Booker and Ubre are now only 1,200 apart. So very interesting. Booker's had one strong game against uh, Houston, one so-so game. So, um, again, stacking this game, Booker, Oubre, Rubio, they're all in play. Um, none of them really jump out at me. You know, if I'm curious if you have any insight there. Um, but... You know, maybe maybe Ubre if I had to pick and, and save a little money because if you're going to pair him up with Harden, um, it's going to be tough to get um, too many guys out of this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think my primary targets would be Ubre and Booker. Uh, you know, I think you know, Ubre he hasn't done fantastic in this matchup, but the way I kind of look at this game is when Ubre played them in the two previous games, he's probably seeing a little bit of PJ Tucker defense considering Clint Capella was running at center. So now that that's going to be changed around a little bit, it's going to be a little bit of a defensive scheme at who these guys are going to be seeing compared to those first two games. So I expect Ubre to be a little bit more freed up, uh, especially on the perimeter. So I, I don't mind looking at Ubre. Booker's just a great price tag at 7900 Makes it for great to run back. Uh, and that's probably where I'll draw the line. Mikhail Bridges coming off a, a you know pretty big game. Um, I don't I don't really mind him. But, uh, you know, he's starting to get up there in price tag where we're starting to, you know, there's not a lot of like, meat <laughs> left on the bone over there, a lot of juice left on the bone, I should say. So, uh, I, you know, if, if you land on yeah, I sure think, you know, there's a little, there's sure a little juice left on that bone, but, but it, I mean, it's an eight game there's slate, still, there's so there's some, juice, some juice. juice on some other bones that we can look at too. Plenty of juice on other bones <laughs> that will blow the roof off the doors. And, you know, at, at the end of the day, <laughs> oh, I'm beautiful. not going to knock you if you want to play them. There we go. Got, got, got all four in it. So... Uh, anything else? Uh, we can move on. Are you ready to move on to the ten o'clock game? All right, man. Only two games left. So before we jump into this, just another quick shout out to our good friends over at mybookie.ag. Uh, absolutely crushing it over there. So please go check them out. Use promo code today T O D A Y to receive up that fifty percent deposit match on up to two thousand dollars. So uh, check them out, guys. And why and Alice Kona Coffee, just the best coffee company that there is. 
and they're not even connected to the continental United States. They are an island, and they got the best coffee. Check them out. Gold Clips, absolutely phenomenal. HawaiianIsles.com. You can just go over there on Amazon and have them drop it off. Uh, give Jeff Bezos <laughs> a little bit more money. I don't think he has enough. So, uh, and then if you guys get another minute, please, we we really do appreciate it. We've noticed that the uh, the, re- the ratings and the reviews have been kind of jumping up a little bit, and uh, we can't thank you guys enough. It means a lot to us. So, you know, if you haven't already and you have a quick second, it would mean a lot. If you can give us a nice five stars, thumbs up. Uh, you know, if you have any constructive criticism, anything good to say, we'd love to hear it. It means a lot to us. And uh, if you're not already, please go follow our guys over on Twitter, all of our hosts. You can find me at Mike Apatria. That's M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. You can find Andrew at Language Olympic, L-A-N-G-U-A-G-E-O-L-Y-M-P-I-C. You can find Coach at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. And you can find Miles at Miles6565. That's M-Y-L-E-S-6565. All right, buddy. We have the Miami Heat. Going to Sacramento, a few uh, few things to talk about Miami. Uh, obviously, they have a part, few parts leaving. Justice Winslow is now out of town, but he was hurt anyway. Tyler Hero has already been rolled out. Andre Gudala, uh, highly highly unlikely, ready to be played. I would doubt it. Jay Crowder, same thing with him. Myers Leonard is expected to miss uh, a fair amount of time. And then Solomon Hill, newly acquired, uh, most likely probably won't be ready to play either but keep an eye on this just because i'm saying most likely ready to play doesn't mean that there's no guarantee i'm just kind of taking that approach as of right now and then the talk of the topic jimmy butler is doubtful and he's actually gonna have to go undergo an mri on his shoulder so that's it for the miami guys but now going over to sacramento bagley's still out Holmes uh expected i believe to play it looks everything looks like it's pointing in the right direction yes he's questionable but he was pretty close to playing earlier in the week, and then they had the four days rest, so uh, they're pretty much gearing him up to go. Jabari Parker, the newly acquired from the Atlanta Hawks, uh, got to keep an eye on him. He might be ready, he might not be. What kind of role is he going to have? Do they need another guy for their front court? I don't know why, but then they also brought in Alex Lennon. So both those guys, we're going to have to monitor them. Uh, but how are you approaching this? I have a feeling most of your love is going to be on the Miami side, so I'm just going to not be a gentleman and say, <laughs> okay, yeah. Miami. You know, the interesting point. thing about this, the – the injury descriptions that you just gave uh, the lay of the land is that the last two time, the last time these two teams played Butler was out and we saw none get a lot more usage and shots and he's only 4.8. So Kendrick Nunn is my favorite member of the heat here uh, with hero out as well. So I think it's a, a great scenario for him. And then your boy, Derek Jones Jr., He's in the last two games, he's played 37 and 31 minutes and was just excellent last time out. So if if those forwards aren't ready to suit up yet, Crowder, Iguodala, Hill, then I'll have some shares of, of uh, Derek Jones Jr. at 4.8. You know, I think you can go to Bam at 8.2 as well, but um, he would only be my third favorite Member of the Heat, and actually, I like Dragic too at five point three. Uh, he's playing more minutes now as well with with Hero out, and you know, so none and Dragic are really going to have to run the offense with Hero out and Butler doubtful. I'm assuming he's going to be out, so I like both of those guys. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, none is probably my 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 favorite option. Forty eight hundred is a great price tag. Uh, Dragic should continue to just, you know see 
pretty heavy usage, nice little uptick in minutes. Derek Jones Jr., I would say, if I had to pick between him and Nunn, they're at the same price, give me Nunn. Uh, I don't expect Derek Jones Jr. to be 10 of 12 every night. Uh, you know, that led to that huge 47-point outburst. I do still like him. Both those guys will be in a few of my lineups. And I also want to take a nice long look at Duncan Robinson. 4,300, he should also play solid minutes. He's the guy that's kind of flying under the radar. Nice cash game option. Usually hits around that 20 to 25-point mark. Has upside for a little bit more. Uh, you hear me talk about it all the time. Shooting guards against the Kings, something I look at. So none. And uh, Duncan Robinson kind of fit that mold perfectly. And two guys I will be overexposed to. And then what are you looking at at the Sacramento side? Uh, I know we're probably not going to be going to Holmes in this first game back, but do you have any interest in guys like Heald, Belize, or Fox? Well, not a ton. Um, if I'm going to play one member of the Kings, it's probably Fox. I don't, I don't love his price tag, but he can certainly pay that off at 7.8. And with all these moving parts, he might just you know, grab the reins and be a little bit more aggressive and you know, d- dominate the ball. Um, I just can't believe that he, Buddy Heald only played 20 minutes in the last game. He's he's been like doghouse. I I don't know. They one minute he's Vladdy's favorite player, and the next minute it's, the organization, it's the coaching staff just can't um, stand him. It was against Minnesota, and the last time they played Minnesota up in Minnesota, that's when they had that incredible comeback, and he was out of this world. So. Yeah, it's just so inconsistent with him. I, I, do, I don't think it's a very good approach. And he's got so much talent. You know, I mean, I, I also love Bogdan Bogdanovich, but you got to find a way to get them all heavy minutes every night. So, you know, I love his price tag, but I'm not going to play him. Yeah. If, we're only gonna, if we're not sure he's, he's even going to play 24 minutes. No, no you're, you're right, man. It's, it's a shame. <laughs> it's a I mean, these are the best players. The future of their if it's the future of their franchise, their young core. You got to play these guys minutes, uh, especially because you didn't go out there and trade Bogdanovich, and that was your chance. Yep. I mean, thing is, is that they paid Heald, so now now that contract's be hard to move. Um, we'll see how they juggle it. I'm with you. I think Fox is uh, is probably the only guy I'm looking at. I wouldn't mind Belitsa, knowing that there's going to be several injuries, knowing that the front court's a little dinged up. Um, those would probably be my two primary options. So if you want to look at one of those guys, I mean, this Miami defense isn't what I like to target generally, but, you know, without Jimmy Yeah, Buck, I'm not going to knock you if you play Bielitsa, um, especially, you know, depending on what other bigs suit up. But if, you know, unless it's a barren front court, um, I'd probably look at Christian Wood, you know, in that same price tag, uh, price range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah, definitely. Definitely prefer, prefer Wood. Uh, yep. You know, probably to like a 3-1 to one ratio, something like that. If I want to use a pivot, it makes sense in tournaments in case Wood just has that dead game, ends up being like 50% owned, and then boom, you got some leverage on the field with a low-owned 6% Belizea. <laughs> <laughs> or it can just completely go the other way. So keep in mind, don't, don't, don't make them your, no. uh, you know, maybe your, your single-entry type of guy. All right, we'll, we'll move on. Last game, man. Late game hammer, uh, grinding through this. We're moving pretty quickly. Portland Trailblazers traveling to Utah, take on the Jazz. I feel like these guys Yeah, they've already played twice. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, number three. So, uh, yeah, tw- twice <laughs> is the season. I feel like they play twice every single week. That's the thing. Like I feel like every time I look on the slate, these two teams are going against each other. No real news uh, for Portland. Nurkic still out, and there's, you know, Hood and Collins continue to still be out they're not coming back anytime soon and then on the utah side no real news to worry about so finally 
the late game, that's good. We don't have to worry about that for FanDuel. Uh, nothing to worry about in this game as far as, you know, do I, do I have to wait for the news? Do I have to, to late swap? Whatever it is. We have it, man. There's no one really hurt. <laughs> so kick us off. I'm just not used to not talking for 10 minutes. I know. It's strange. It's strange. Board, so well, we're at halftime right now of the Portland-San Antonio game on Thursday night. So i just taken a glance at the box scores. Um, Lillard is the primary target for me. He's been terrific against the Jazz. You know, he had like a, a normal game. The first time out with 34, 4, and 8, and then he just went off with 51, 2, and 12 in their most recent matchup. So 9.9, I'll go to Lillard. Um, and then that's about it for me on the Portland side, actually. You know, Hassan Whiteside's had one okay game and one dud. I'm not going to pay 7.7 for him. And none of, other, none of the other guys are really jumping off the page at me. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I like Whiteside's price. It's just anybody, anytime you're going up against Gobert, it's, it's going to be a challenge. Um, seven seven, it's appealing. It is. Uh, he, he played well against him last game. I'll think about it at that price tag. I'm not going to go overboard just because of the matchup, but I'm definitely going to think about it. Um, I'm with you though. Lillard's probably my top option in this game. Uh, you know, I haven't I haven't peeked in. Four, How's he doing against um, San Antonio? No, he's got fourteen, he's one, and five at halftime. He's six for twelve from the field, two of five from distance. So, he's on his way to another big game. So yeah, I mean, as long as he still looks like he's going to keep on that hot stretch and he's not cooling down off that down game that he just came off of, I have no problem paying the nine. I'm just going to keep my eye on it because this is a guy that I usually like to pay that eight, 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 six price tag for. And he got really elevated because of that historic burner. So if we if we see he's starting to come down a little bit, down to earth, you know, maybe finishes tonight with like 45 DK points or something, I might start drawing back some of my ownership just because, you know, maybe that burner's coming to an end. Uh, it's bound to happen. I mean, the guy's unreal. But the, <laughs> the pace he was playing at, that's not sustainable yeah. for anybody no, in the history not, of basketball. It's not sustainable. It just wasn't, <laughs> plain and simple. So, uh, you know, that's something I'll just keep an eye on. I'll check the box scores in the morning because Lord knows I am an early bird man, old man. I, I'm not going to be up too, too late tonight. But uh, I'll be looking at, you know, mostly I think, you know, Whiteside, a little bit of Lillard. Um, you know, if you want to take shots on CJ McCollum, I don't I don't mind him. If, uh, especially if we see that Lillard starting to cool down. That's usually when I try, try to take that direct pivot. He's not going to be a primary target, but I don't mind the price tag. 6'3 is fair for him. Just uh, the guards. Over there on Utah? Uh, like your out? boy Conley at 5.4, mm-hmm. getting back in the groove. And then Donovan Mitchell under 7K. Uh, that's when the bells go off and you need to take a real close look. And uh, I think the last matchup he did quite well against uh, Portland. At least one of them he went well over 30 points. So uh, I like both of those guys and, and those price tags. I'm with you. That's it for me. Both of those guys, I will have tons of ownership. They're going to be my late game exposure. I'll probably have like one of those guys in almost every lineup. Um, I always like to try to get something. That way, you know, I'm in the green and I, I still got some exposure. Not saying go out there and force guys in. You need to have somebody in your late game, but it's always fun. So I, I like to always try to look for some late game exposure and who, who I'm going to get that to. And those will be the two players I'm looking at mostly. Doesn't mean I need to run it back with guys on Portland. I expect this game to be close. I don't think this is that scenario where you need to have multiple guys in this game. But looking at a guy like Conley and Mitchell, both of them underpriced for their recent production, for the minutes, for the usage that we expect them to get. Yeah, I'm with you. I, fantastic plays. I sometimes I run out of steam and I invest more in the earlier games, but 
I, you know, I think it's really important to get uh, one of the guards that we just mentioned, and then you know one of these value plays on the Heat, like Nunn and 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 Jones Jr. in these ten and ten thirty games. So I'm, I'm with you on this slate. All right, brother. That's it. We just uh, cruised through it in under an hour, 52 minutes total. So there you go, guys. Hopefully, you know, if somebody has a uh, 51-minute <laughs> car ride to work, I apologize. Uh, you know, you missed that last that last little bit. Maybe, you, you know, blame it on me. I'll write your boss a letter. Got no problem doing that. But uh, that's it. So you are going to be back on with Miles. Uh, you are correct. that Saturday show. Am I correct? You guys are crushing it on the weekend, man. I listen to you guys every single time. And <laughs> listen, the international edition. I can't get enough of it. I, 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 I love, I, I love it, man. It's like the way I, I start my Sunday. It's you know, especially without the football oh, season. That's right. This is the perfect time to take advantage of it because there's not too many people out there doing these, uh, these pods. And now you're going to see all these guys that were doing football all year. They're not going to know what to do with their DFS time. They're going to start dabbling in the NBA, and you guys are going to win tons of money. Because you're going to be listening to Miles and uh, Andrew here on Saturday when they record this. So you're going to be listening to them on Saturday, or Sunday morning. Uh, and you're going to take advantage of all those people with all that time twiddling their thumbs. So perfect time. I love jumping on uh, NBA, especially going a little bit even heavier sometimes around this time of the year. Coming out of the offseason. Absolutely. Break, There's no football game to play. You got you to go to NBA. So <laughs> Exactly. Yep. Keep them out of our waters. We'll take their money. We're cool with it. All right. No, man. thanks a lot, uh, guys. Any final thoughts? Uh, good luck on Friday out? and follow the news. There's a ton of it, and so just pay close attention up to the wire. Oh yeah, be on your t- on your tweeter, uh, tweeter, and follow Hoopball Fantasy, follow Hoopball Gaming, and you will have all the keys to your success. So, good luck, guys. We will catch you later and uh, crush it. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.